Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing Batman Forever. The third film in the weirdest Batman series. It's also the third Batman in film. It was Adam West, and then Michael Keaton, and then now Val Kilmer. It's also the beginning of the downfall of Batman in the 90s. Yeah, Batman took a very sharp turn after Batman Returns. Oof. Directed by Joel Schumacher, only directing this one and the next one. Tim Burton, I didn't realize, is a producer for this film. I'm not sure how much involvement he has in this film. Uh, I know it's not a lot, because the studio didn't want this film to be like the first two. The studio was like, no, these movies are too scary for children, because these apparently children in that time were little bitches, and they were scared by the Batman movies, which is fucking stupid. So the studios were like, nah, we gotta be a lot more cartoony with Batman, more like the Adam West Batman. So Joel Schumacher was like, I can do that. So they were like, yeah, here you go, fucker. Get in there and do 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 that, but the dropping the dropping quality was also significant from this huge tonal change. Starring Val Kilmer, Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones, Chris O'Donnell, Nicole Kidman, Drew Barrymore, Michael Goh, uh, Debbie Mazur, John Favreau, Pat Hinge, and Ed Bed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. Uh, a lot of big names and a lot of bad performances. My least favorite in this movie is Tommy Lee Jones. He is awful as Two-Face, and he's trying to match Jim Carrey's manic performance, and he, he just fucking can't. And it's also not at all accurate to the character. For some fucking reason, they were like, what if we have, because you know how successful Joker is, what if we have two, jo two Jokers, but we just have them be Two-Face and Riddler? Now... I can deal with the manic performance of Jim Carrey. It's Jim fucking Carrey. You're always going to have a manic performance. Plus, this it seems to come, as, come off as more of an homage to the old Riddler from the Adam West TV show because that Riddler was also pretty manic. So I can deal with that one. It's not my favorite. I do prefer Paul Dano in the Batman in terms of the Riddler live-action movies, but... Yeah, I can deal with his. His is, his is okay. I like. I don't. I don't mind the Riddler. But Two Face is fucking god awful. If you're gonna have one manic performance, it's easy for Two Face to then be the straight character because he's already that way. He's already a serious guy. So having him being the same thing as the Riddler really, really makes me hate any scene with them both in it. Chris O'Donnell is also a really bad choice for this character. He's supposed to be Dick Grayson. But he acts more like a poorly written Jason Todd or Damian Wayne. He is obnoxious. He's whiny. To me, he reminds me of the worst scenes of Anakin Skywalker in the prequel trilogy. But only the worst scenes. No, no good ones. They're all bad. And I will say, I did laugh really hard at this movie. Because one of the reasons why they're like, oh yeah, he can be like Batman, is because he does laundry karate. He starts using this fucking bullshittio martial arts doing laundry, and Alfred's like, "Oh, he could be, he could be, he could be Batman's sidekick. He could be a partner because he does shitty laundry karate." It's, it's really fucking stupid. If you know the scene, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't somehow seen this fucking movie and you're listening to this review, you'll know what I'm talking about when you watch it. Val Kilmer is an okay Batman. I definitely don't think he's the worst live-action Batman, but he's definitely not anywhere close to the to the best. 
I don't think he's awful, which sucks, because I actually... That's the thing. I like a lot of the actors in this movie, but I don't like them in this movie. Like, I like Val Kilmer. Uh, to be fair, my favorite performance from him is Doc Holliday in Tombstone. So I thought, you know, he could play, like, a dark, more serious character like Batman. And it's not that he does a bad job as Batman. It's just like, wow, we went from Michael Keane to this guy? Michael Keane being considered one of the best Batman? On-screen Batman? Uh, okay. And I really like Tommy Lee Jones. I really like him in Men in Black and all, like, No Country for Old Men. He's in a bunch of shit. And I'm like, oof, this is not good. Jim Carrey, he's, he's just Jim Carrey in this one. I like Jim Carrey, so I have no complaints for Jim Carrey. Uh, John Favreau, a uh, fucking little bit part in this movie, but he's in it. Uh, Nicole Kidman, she does okay. Uh, her character could have been good, but instead of doing anything with her, the whole movie is just her trying to fuck Batman. It's literally it. So they they try to hype her up. Uh, she's a she's a she's a psychologist specializing in in uh, multiple personalities and abnormal personalities. So that's fine. But then like they try to make her like a professional. But then as soon as she sees Batman, she's like, oh, this bitch is making my pussy pop. And I'm like, oh, that's that's their, that's her whole character. She's just horny the whole time. Anytime Batman or Bruce Wayne are on screen, which I mean, I, I it's fine uh, if. I don't mind sexually promiscuous characters or women characters that are strong with their sexuality. I really like Catwoman and, Sh and Poison Ivy. Those characters are very sexual in nature in terms of like the way they use their sexuality. So I have no problem with it, but then they don't fucking do anything with that in this movie. It's just Nicole Kidman hot, so have her be have her be horny and sexy on screen the whole time, even though she's supposed to be some super professional doctor in psychology. But nope, nope, no, she's just horny. That's all you give her, which is, I guess, whatever. Drew Barrymore, I forgot she was in this. And then I was like, oh yeah, she play she plays Sweet, I think it was the name of her character. Um, so Two-Face has these two women with him. One's good and one's evil. Like his like his faces. But it's not that it like I mean, I know it's good Harvey, bad Harvey. I mean, they talk about it in the animated series and stuff like that. But, like, it's really stupid. They really ham up his two-personality thing. It's not to the level that they make it. This is more close to, like, the the Golden Age and somewhat Silver Age Two-Face, where, like, every crime involves two things and the way he, like, he lives, like, dual things where he's, like, half of his hideout is for the non-scarred face and the other half of the hideout is like his scarred face. Okay, it's dumb. I don't like it. It's it is my least favorite way of doing a Two Face character. I will say one of my favorite ways to, that they've used Two Face in the story is the Dark Knight. Uh, not to compare the two films because they're fucking vastly different, but yeah, I really like that Two Face. So when I watch this one, and I'm like, I don't like it. This shit makes my skin crawl. I don't like Pat Hinge. As Commissioner Gordon. He's just a fucking idiot. That's just what it is. He's he's not that stupid in the first two films. Like he's he's not like he's not like the Gordon I love, like like most people would be used to, where Gordon's like actually involved in Gotham's crime or you know, preventing it. But this one he's just fucking stupid. Like he barely plays a role at all in this movie, and I'm like, Gordon's a huge part of the Batman universe. What the fuck is going on here? Other than Jim Carrey, the only other positive thing I can give this movie is the color palette. 
Joel wanted the colors to look like a comic book, which colors match that look quite well. Uh, they use a lot of blues, greens, and purples. So when you use a lot of black, most of the time, at least in old-style comics, they would use those three colors to add the detail and the shape and the scale of the drawings and the places that were in. So the fact that they do that, I don't mind that. That's fine. I like it. I can I can deal with that aesthetic. I still prefer the Tim... I prefer Tim Burton's look over this one in terms of Gotham. It just looks really over-the-top and stupid sometimes. But the color palette's cool. The sets, eh, but the color palette I do like. Uh, also, some of the, this fucking special effects in this movie, some of it is aged like sour milk. So I know that, like, well, it's, it's, it came out in 1995, crap on the special effects too much. Well, uh, Tim Burton knew when to use special effects and when not to use special effects in the first two. Most of it is practical effects in the first two films. So he knew what he was doing. It makes, it, makes those two films look way better than these ones, even though the first one came out six years before this one. So, you don't get a free fucking pass. I don't give a shit. You could have done practical effects just like in the first one. I don't care. Now, there are themes and stories in this movie that could have been good. And I, I do like how it, it isn't exactly like any other Batman movie. It didn't try and copy, like, the first two films that came out. I mean, it, they already kind of did, like, Batman trying to deal with his dual personalities in Batman Returns, and I don't like how they try to act like Batman wasn't in love with Catwoman in the previous film, because this is a... Con it technically is a continuation of, the, of those two, first two films. It's kind of been decanonized now, because they have, like, the Batman... Eight, uh, 1989 comics and stuff like that so they've kind of cut it away from these two films I, I think they just pretty much consider them consider them non-canon but still it it is a huge huge change from that i'm like no he was in love with in with catwoman um i'm not gonna pretend like this is uh, like chase who's nicole kimmon's character is his first love um because he's had two fucking love interests in the previous two films but anyway, that's side that's sidetrack. Um, I don't mind that him him coming to grips with the fact that he no longer has to be Batman, but he chooses to be Batman. That's a cool and interesting thing that they they could have done in this movie. Unfortunately, uh, they the studio seemed to be heavily involved with the cut of the film, and they wanted it to be as I guess open to as many audiences as possible. So they didn't want complex themes or a complex side of of Batman and the way him dealing with himself. They wanted as much Batman as not, and not as much Bruce Wayne trying to deal with his childhood trauma. Now, I've heard there's a cut of this film, a, a director's cut of this film. I would be interested in seeing it. I think, I don't, I like this kind of stuff. Uh, I, I thought Zack Snyder's Justice League was a whole lot better than the one the studio put out. So maybe it's his version of the movie is much better than the one the studio put out. So I'll give him that credit. But there are there are little like blips of like, oh, this 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 could be good. Uh, okay, never mind. Uh, they fucking did nothing with it. So never mind. I can't I can't use that as a compliment. So never mind. And that's essentially what is so disheartening about this movie. I used to watch this a good amount when I was younger. It was never my favorite Batman, but yeah, as I get older, I like it less and less, and I don't think I'll like it any less than I do now, but I probably won't like it any more than I do either. So I give this movie a 3 out of 10. I don't think it's the worst movie ever made, and it's definitely not the worst Batman movie, but it's definitely on the list of worst Batman movies. So, I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I've reviewed actually a bunch of other Batman movies and other superhero movies. So, if you're interested in that, go check those out. Give them a stream. Drop a follow. That way, 
you know, anytime I post a new episode, you get a little notification for it. Also, I have an Instagram page, Doc Quack on the Movie Reviews. I post all kinds of shit on there. Um, also, that's another place for you to reach out to me if you want to talk to me. Also, if you want to reach out to me, I have, I'm on Twitch. DR underscore Quacker 66. I'm on Twitch. That's that's the best play place for you to get to know me and talk to me and engage with me. Because obviously there's chat and all that kind of shit. So, yeah. I try to stream semi-regularly. I have to, I have to stream more. I, I haven't streamed in a few days. So, I'll probably be on there relatively soon. At least within the next day or two. <laughs> so, yeah. Go check those out. I highly appreciate it. Also, I don't like... I don't like Tell, telling people about this, but there is an option if you if you go to the description of this podcast, there's a link you can click to support the podcast. Uh, I think you can either like donate like a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars to me. Um, if you'd like to do that, if you really enjoy the podcast, that's something you can do. I had a few people ask, so might as well reset it. I've said it in only maybe a couple other reviews because I don't feel comfortable being like, can I have money? And that's what it feels like to me. But if you really feel like you'd like to, it helps grow the podcast. It helps, you know, add funding so I can improve the episodes as well. Get more equipment, get more things like that. So, yeah, it'll only improve the quality. But, so, yeah, if you feel up for it, thank you. Um, also, I'll try to think of something, you know, special for you. I'll probably give you a shout-out in a podcast. Like, special, special thanks to this probably around this time in the episode. So, also... Viking Fitness. Stay tuned. There's a discount code. Time for that summer bod. Let's, let's try and get you healthy. Let this be when you decide to be get healthy. If you, don't, if you don't like how you look, if you don't feel healthy, if you feel sluggish, and you want to have a, a better quality of life, stay tuned. Listen to Viking Fitness. Thank you. Let's face it, we all drop hundreds of dollars on shit that hasn't done much good. When was the last time you spent just $225 and you actually profoundly changed your life? Answer, most likely never. Well, if you want your chance, here it is. If you are out of shape and have said more times you can count, I need to do something about this. This is opportunity knocking. You have approximately 3,640 weeks in your lifetime. 16 spent wisely can make whatever you have left better than you could have imagined. Get in or back in shape with expert guidance from a certified and experienced professional trainer. No crash diets, no bulk shit, just results. Visit www.vikingfitnessnh.com, mention Dr. Quackers, and get 10% off your, your custom fitness plan. Again, that's www.vikingfitnessnh.com. Thank you.